Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. to Team of Our Lives. This is episode two of series two. My name is Ollie and you're joined as ever by Mr. Harry Hansford. How are you, sir? Um, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not great. Tell you what, <laughs> Fantasy Premier League has screwed oh, me over again. And me. And me. There's, only, there's only two spots between us now. I think I'm 16th and you're maybe 18th. Uh, you're... 15th, I'm 17th. Oh, okay. Might as well be dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great, is it? Not looking good. I've got a good team there. It's so annoying. Yeah. Just, I'm not playing the game of like fantasy Premier League of like all getting in players for this week and you no. know, captaining certain people. I'm choosing good players for what I can get for 100 mil and I'm still fucking up. Like my team on paper. I know it's the old cliche. <laughs> Two games aren't played on paper. Well, this game is played on paper because it's on the fucking internet. <laughs> I uh, I made the mistake of having all my eggs in two baskets pretty much this weekend and, and neither of them uh, paid off for me, really. <laughs> Here are the two baskets. 
Well, uh, I had three Liverpool players, and <laughs> uh, then I was pinning it all on my two United players after that, and uh, neither really paid paid off. Oh dear, it was it was woeful, wasn't it? Woeful performance from United at the weekend. But anyway, we're, we're here to talk about the Maltese, and uh, we've got a really special episode lined up for you guys. Uh, we had James and Aaron on from Talking Kit. Um, they are absolute specialists, experts, and connoisseurs in the world of football kits. So check out their social medias, check out their podcast as well. Um, between the two of them, their knowledge of kits is sublime, second to none. Insane. And just they just care about the fine details of where the badge goes, where the logo goes, what you, who you're sponsored by. Um, so it's great to speak to them about the um, kits, the noughties, really. And also, we gave them some of our favourite kits to rate out of five. And uh, yeah, went down really well. They also opened some Panini stickers, um, which was interesting, to say the least. And uh, yeah, we test their football knowledge in Deal or No Deal. So a uh, great episode, Harry. Yeah, well, it was wonderful. Uh, lots, of, lots of fun. Uh, big fan of their podcast. It was really good to get them on. Good stuff. Um, but before we can let you do that, you know, it is it is now become custom to play Wiki Races before we let you indulge in the interview. Uh, Wiki Races, pretty simple. we got two footballers. Uh, this week, it's Steed Malbronk and Real Madrid Galactico Guti. Um, so we have to get from Steed Malbronk to Guti in as few hyperlinks on Wikipedia as possible. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I immediately fucked up. I think you've won. So it's 2 0 to me in the series. Yeah. And I think you may have won this. I think I'm out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go first and give you the glory of going second. Um so obviously started on Steve Marlborough, the ex Fulham and Tottenham player, who's still playing in his road page of 42. There we are, check Amazing. that one in. In the Naughty's o'clock news news. Um so I my intention was to try and get from I saw uh, Steve Marlborough's page and I saw he played for Lyon and I thought ah Benzema plays for Madrid um, but it went downhill very quickly so oh. I clicked so I clicked on Lyon with the oh. intention of finding Karen Benzema which didn't happen um, so I clicked on the 09-10 season thinking I'd find Karim Benzema there um, but it wasn't the 09-10 season of Lyon it was the 09-10 season of the French League <laughs> Okay, yeah. I scrolled down to um, people who top goal scorers, assists and stuff. I found Eden Hazard. So completely destroyed the timeline I'd set out for myself. (laughs) I stupidly clicked on Eden Hazard, who is currently at Real Madrid. So So my third click was Eden Hazard. I went from Eden Hazard to Real Madrid. One of the sections in Real Madrid was Galacticos. It lists all the Galacticos of which Guti was one. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, no, six with Guti. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very beatable. Very beatable. But did I? Did you, but did you talk us through it? Talk us through it. This is tense. Started on Mel Bronx page. Yep. Scroll down, reading his career. And just oh, so happens, no. just so happens that uh, he was on trial at Real Madrid. No, that somebody mentioned that he was considered Fulham's answer to Zidane. Fuck so, off! So I clicked on Zidane. No, no way. Scroll, scroll down to Dan's page, and it obviously goes to where he played for Real Madrid. I didn't click that. I carried on, and it says 
Galacticos. So I clicked Galacticos and listed on for Galacticos. It's Gooty. So I clicked Gooty. So I did it in free. Oh, you fucking slaughtered me. Just because someone once compared now prompt to Zidane. I'm going to find that journalist. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> they must be slaughtered. Oh, uh, well, I can just hold my hands up and say, I knew I fucked up as soon as I clicked Eden Hazard. It was just like going 15 years in the future. It just didn't make any sense. Oh, mate. Terrible, isn't it? Absolutely terrible. We should maybe do an episode on the Galacticos. I feel like, because I was just reading a little bit on the page there. Yeah. I think everyone just thinks of them as like that one team in like 05. But there was like different generations of oh, Galacticos, sure. isn't there? Like in 99, all the way up to 2010. So I think it's probably, if, if, if there's a Real Madrid expert out there, or a Spanish La Liga expert, um, yeah, it'd be great to talk to you just about them, really. Um, well, I'm depressed now. Um, so without further ado... <laughs> Episode two, we talk to Talking Kit. I don't know, Jeff, has it? I must have missed that. Red card. Welcome back to Team of Our Lives, the uh, Naughty's Nostalgic podcast. We are delighted to be joined by James and Aaron from Talking Kit to talk all about kits in the Naughties. James and Aaron, how are you guys? Do you want to go first, James? Yeah, I'll go first. Sorry for waiting for you then, Aaron. Uh, yeah, very good, thank you. Glad <laughs> to be on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, same here. Um, glad to finally having this um, little chat with you guys. Been listening for a minute. Really enjoyed the podcast, so it's nice to be invited on. Lovely stuff, likewise as well. And uh, we do heavily recommend you check out Talking Kit as well, because if you like nostalgia and you like this podcast, there's every chance you're going to like theirs as well. I, I really love remembering the kits you're talking about. It kind of takes you back, and I think that's what makes it so successful and kind of works. You've got good chemistry between you and the guys you have on as well, so... Uh, Definitely worth recommend listening to that. No worries. Um, so we're going to divert slightly from our free ordinary questions, do a little bit of the noughties o'clock news. <laughs> um, Ronaldo, obviously born in Madeira, Portugal, made in Manchester. He's back at the club. Just very quickly, how do you how do you guys feel about that as avid Manchester United fans? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to go first. Obviously, wearing the, the last kit that you wore for United um, today. Regardless of his age, regardless of how much we paid for him, how much he's going to earn, I think it's just just brilliant. It's just a brilliant thing for the club. And no matter the reasons behind it, is it the Glazers to try to get the fans on side? I don't care. Two, two more seasons of Ronaldo playing for United. And up front this time, probably going to score a lot of goals. I'm just glad because I'm a season ticket holder, so I'm going to be there. I'm going to be seeing Ronaldo play Old Trafford, and you know it's just it's just amazing. And there's, there's nothing any any fan on on Twitter or any sort of anything they can say to try and dower the moment for me, whether he turned down City or not, or you know they were never really in for him. I I don't really care. I'm just happy to have CR7 back at Manchester United. To be honest, yeah, I I think there's a circumstance behind it as well. If you think of um sort of Man City and possibly them going for him. That almost looked like a done deal at one point as well. So, again, with that, a little bit of needle there for them. I think it's great to have him back. There's certainly more pros and cons to have him back in the squad, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing what happens and materialises from that in the future. Um, but it was, nice, it was nice to uh, go back down memory lane for a little bit there. And you're quite right in what you're saying. He's going to be playing up front rather than on the uh, right flank. So it'll be interesting to see if he can actually provide any service to him. Which was definitely lacking in the Wolves game, but that's, we're not we're not here to talk about the oh, present. <laughs> it's all about the past. It's all about the noughties. Um So we start off with the same three questions we always start with. We'll start with uh, Aaron, if that's all right. 
Um, so, Aaron, who is your favourite noughties footballer? See, this was really tricky for me because there's a couple. Um, Ronaldo being one, um, Manchester United's Ronaldo, obviously, what he did in the noughties, becoming sort of a unknown talent to the world, the world-class, probably best player in the world when he left. Uh, Ronaldinho, I mean, I always brag, I was not brag, but I always used to remember I was in college, so at the time he was at PSG, and I used to sit on YouTube watching clips of him and remember seeing 10, 10 minute sort of bits, um, sort of highlights of him on Eurosport, Euro goals. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I kind of knew I knew him before other people around me, sort of thing, and I, and you know these that wealth, that famous um, almost transfer to Manchester United that nearly happened in 2003. And if you led to believe the rumours, we would have signed Ronaldinho and Ronaldo in the same summer, which if that had happened, I mean, you know, you're talking maybe another one or two European uh, European Cups for United. So he was a very close second. But for me, I think it has to be the original Ronaldo R9. I just think, for me, is outside of United, Cantona being my favourite player of all time. Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, is just, you know, old, old feminino, you know what I mean? It's just a phenomenon and it just it just means everything to me as, as a footballer. And the reason why I picked him was obviously I was at Old Trafford when he scored the hat-trick against United for Real Madrid. And that's probably one of the best individual performances I've ever seen on a football field. You know, we got the famous mm. uh, standing ovation when he left. But I think the main thing, the reason why I picked him was sort of the sort of redemption story. Obviously, you think of 1998 and the injury and, you know, will they ever be the same? You know, the bad the bad sort of injuries to, to his, his knees and stuff. Could he ever be the same player? And that sort of redemption in 2002 when he scored the two goals in the World Cup final, for him to do that for his country and, and become, you know, again, probably the best player in the world. Is is just a great story, and you know, even you know, he tailed off, went back to Corinthians, sort of back end of uh, the two thousands, and and he went around different clubs. But you know, his time at Madrid, even though I'm not a big Real Madrid fan, he was brilliant in that team, and that you know, the head of the Galacticos. So yeah, it was a tricky one, but I think I have to go for for the original Ronaldo R nine for my best player of. Uh, so good shout, very good shout. People forget in that in that two thousand two World Cup, he. Hadn't played a football for a year before that, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And he had like one or two pre-season games and that, that was pretty much it. So yeah, to do it from a blank canvas is incredible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, James, it's you. Who is your uh, big man? Um, interesting that Aaron's gone for Ronaldo. Obviously quite a well-respected name, uh, sort of <laughs> everyone would know. Um, I've gone for a man, got 102 caps for his country um, for different reasons, really. I didn't want to go too United heavy on this. I've gone for uh, American goalkeeper Casey Keller. Um, what? Reason, yeah. Your favourite footballer of the noughties, Casey Keller. Just and I'll, I'll stay with me on this one, guys. Right, the okay, reason okay. I've gone for Casey Keller. Okay, he used to love playing in net as a kid, and he was sort of your archetypal goalkeeper who stood out when you were watching sort of a neutral game. So obviously in the sort of late nineties, he played for Leicester, but he did move on. Obviously played for Spurs, uh, Fulham. Had a couple of sort of games sort of in the noughties uh, uh, in the Premier League for other clubs. And yeah, Casey Keller, just this bald guy. I, I always remember like Leicester's ground, it was always like boggy sort of in the penalty area. And Casey Keller for me just uh, stood out as a as a top player. As I say, I've got a picture United player. You know, I mentioned Ronaldo players like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, Casey Keller, Walker's crisps on the on the yeah. jersey. <laughs> yeah. 
um, sort of night gold gloves, goldy gloves, sort of that granddad sort of hairstyle where he's got like the band of hair at the back, but nothing. It was, it was just bald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bald, but you know, yeah. he, he, he had it with sort of panache and style, guys. So, um, yeah, fair enough. I used to me, like it, he used to wear trousers, didn't he? Quite a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like goalkeeper, but he would occasionally wear trousers. Love that in a goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, uh, Casey Keller. I, I, I don't know what it is. I've got some weird thing about Casey Keller, um, where I just yeah, he just stood out for me as a kid. So I'm, I'm going to pick him as as my naughty's um, player. I, I imagine you get that a lot on the podcast, guys. But yeah, to be Casey. fair, to be fair, we do like the niche cult heroes. Yeah, so sure. um, fair play, fair play. I think Casey Keller was the first player. I might have got this wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. He was the first player to play at four World Cups. Possibly. He was at 1990 and he was like reserve goalkeeper in 2006, I believe. Um, but yeah, good job. I used to like, um, I know Neil Sullivan always gets all the stick from letting in that goal from Beckham from the halfway line. But he was actually quite a decent keeper for Wimbledon and uh, later on Spurs and whoever else. He was actually pretty decent. And my mate actually broke his nose. He was in the youth team at Doncaster at the tail end of Neil Sullivan's career and he booted a ball in his face. There we go. That's my Neil Sullivan story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, back to you, uh, Aaron. Then, um, who do you think was most underrated Naughty's footballer? Maybe a footballer that doesn't get the limelight, but maybe was well respected by the fans and uh, a kind of a Darren Fletcher, if you will, someone like that. Yeah, I was going to say Casey Keller, but that's been ruined now, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've gone for I've gone for United player this time, and I think you know he he get. In the middle of the noughties, obviously, United have not won a title for a few years and his player was brought in. And I think he's one of the forgotten heroes of that team that sort of started the the success that we had in the back end of that of the decade and, you know, should have got a lot more England caps than he did. Still, to this day, still at the club and a player that we would absolutely love to have in our midfield. I've gone for Michael Carrick. Uh, I think, you know, one of the best midfielders of his generation and he doesn't get enough credit that he deserves and, I think, you know, it's only United fans that kind of sing his name um, in terms of sort of giving him the praise it deserves. Other fans, unless you watched him play live, you don't really see what he does. And, and he, you just don't see him feel like that anymore, especially in the English game, maybe. You know, we'd look, the England team in, now would love Michael Carrick in that in that team. We don't have a midfielder like him. And we, United didn't. And, you know, United was struggling to sort of replace Kane and he came in you know, and, and won that title in 2006, 2007. And again, he's a real catalyst in us, in us propelling, especially letting the forward players go and do their thing and get that, that success, like I say, at the back end of the decade. So, yeah, for me, Michael Carrick is definitely underrated. Yeah, good shout. I mean, he was competing in the England squad with kind of, you know, the Gerrards, the Lampards and whoever else. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Do agree with you completely. And James, who, who is it for you, mate? Um, I went for United players. I was concerned we might have gone for the same one there because me and Aaron haven't done any prep for this together. I've gone for Jisung Park. Oh, wonderful um, player. That is a yeah. fantastic answer. Um, just a great sort of unsung hero and sort of one of those we almost appreciate him now he's gone type thing. Um, always played in the big games, always turned up. Um, didn't really matter whether he played him sort of wide or started playing sort of through the middle. I think Perlo mentioned a few times that Park was just on him like a rash in a couple of Champions League games and fixtures and stuff. So, yeah, for me, Jason Park is just a, just a great all-round player. Never, Obviously, not the type to be falling out in nightclubs at three in the morning uh, or anything like that. Um, by all accounts, very good friend of Patrice Everest and sort of a, a good guy to have in the dressing room as well. And, uh, 
yeah, like I say, only since sort of he's gone, you realise sort of the the energy he had and uh, he was willing to sacrifice his own qualities, you know, for the benefit of the team. And and, and every I think every squad really needs a player like that. So yeah, Jason Park for me. Good, great answer. Can't can't uh, can't really better that at all. And yeah, two great answers. I just should just simply say correct. Well done, you won. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's yeah, <laughs> really good. Okay, and here's uh, everybody's favourite part of the show. Really, you get to induct a player into the Robbie Savage Hall of Fame. Who did you not think, Aaron, was fit enough to lace the boots of a football boot who was terrible on the pitch who maybe locked their way into the Premier League? Well, you didn't really see him enough to say, you know, he didn't deserve to play because he didn't play that much at all. So I've gone for the Chelsea defender, Winston Bogard, who played (laughs) nine games in four years, um, just sat on his backside collecting collecting money I think there's a quote of him saying you know why Why would I want to move when I've got 15 million dollars that, that's mine oh, sure. so that goes that goes everything to say and you know there's, there's certain players to this day that I could name that you know are happy to sit on the bench and, and get their inflated wages and just you know no desire to want to play football want to have a career happy to sit and just collect collect what's coming to them and that's yeah so that for me Considering he played for Ajax, uh, Milan and Barcelona in, in the 90s, to just come to the Premier League, play nine games and then spend four years at Chelsea kind of uh, makes me think he didn't deserve to be a footballer. more than Oh, absolutely. Was. Those are the worst kind of players, just sitting on the bench, milking it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's mm. for me. Well, he's inducted and a very, a very, uh, very good inductee as well. James? Um, there's a couple of players I was looking at, and I, in, in the end, I've gone for another American actually, uh, Jose <laughs> Altidore. Yes, oh. <laughs> the centre forward played for Hull and also Sunderland. Uh, 28 games for Hull during 09 10, and then between 13 15 for Sunderland, 42 appearances, uh, one goal for Hull and one goal for Sunderland. So, for a centre forward, that's pretty poor to be honest. Uh, I don't know if he was sort of tearing it up in the MLS. And he's almost too good for them. It's almost like, you know, when you play FIFA and the settings are too easy on one level, but it's too hard, sort of the next one up and you're trying to figure out sort of some middle ground for yourself. But um, yeah, he just never really made it in the Premier League. And I just think a bit of a, yeah, if, if we're talking about someone who you think should he have been a pro footballer, I think with those figures, I have to say Joe's out the door for me. Great shout, great shout. It's him, yeah. and, him, and, him and Freddie Adu, who was, was it Pro Evo 6 or something? Where they were just like insane and everyone would buy them on Football Manager and stuff. <laughs> And I, I do think those clubs bought them just because they bought them on the on the PlayStation game or whatever it was. Yeah, Sorry, I thought I think he was signed as well to try and keep Sunderland up, and that's just obviously didn't happen yeah. as well, which just makes matters worse, doesn't it? When when you want that target man, it just doesn't pay off. But yeah, he was like my, uh, paid him off. <laughs> he was one of my go-to signings on like uh, FIFA and Football Manager. So when he signed for Hull. I was like, yes, this boy's going to be amazing. I was like, so excited to see him in the Premier League. I mean, obviously, dead on arrival. It was, I felt, never felt so stupid. Do you know what I mean? That's why you don't trust video games. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. When have they ever worked? Great stuff. Uh, some great selections there, but let's get on to why we're here today and to talk about kits in the noughties. Now, Harry, when I say kits in the noughties, what kind of kits jump out to you? For me, it's Brazil 2002, Barcelona 0405, you know, Ronald DM in that kit. You, Harry, you're a lower league fan, so what, what kind of kids wow. jump out to you? I mean, even though I was a Premier League fan, let's not forget. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no, we need to discuss the FA Cup final actually because we've got three United fans here. One, oh, one, one, 
Thomas in the semi final. Or was it semi final or the final? Thomas Kushak was belted in the head. That was n- <laughs> not a penalty. Nope. Quarter final, wasn't it? Yeah. Quarter final, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now, if I'm thinking about kits, uh, first sort of ones that come to mind are sort of like Arsenal with the O2 sponsor, then you have United with a Vodafone sponsor like that sort of like just epitomised their sort of rivalry uh, down to even like everything on their kit was different with one had Nike the other had like Adidas or whatever it'd be um, uh, obviously for me as a Portsmouth fan we had a, a few kits that you might say were garish but I've got absolute <laughs> love for um, yeah I mean obviously international I've, I've tried as we get on to later with uh, the kits I've picked I tried to stay away from international kits because I feel like it drawing the noughties, like in the World Cup and Euros, you saw some wonderful kits. Um, but yeah, obviously, like I say, Brazil stand out. Um, that that Portugal one with the uh, T, like the oh, yeah. Nike 90, like uh, circles. Yeah, the circle and everything. Yeah, there's some great kits, but yeah. Netherlands, so Netherlands had that pretty much the same blueprint, yeah, ten, didn't they, as well? Templates, the word I'm looking for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aaron and James, so like, for me, kits nowadays can be a bit boring. I think they're kind of going back to that retro look. They keep reverting to type to kits we've seen in the 90s and the 80s previously. In the noughties, for me, obviously, with the Premier League and its heyday, all that money coming in with the clamps of ITD Digital, we saw some really funky, kind of awkward kits, which have kind of been forgotten in time. Is there any kits that stand out to you, uh, James? Um. The sponsor of Fulham with Pizza Hut was, was, a, <laughs> was a great one. You don't see that anymore. I don't know if that's just due to fast food regulations and stuff like that. Um, I know I know you mentioned steer clear of uh, international kits, but Cameroon's 2002 sleeveless kit. Yeah. Was, uh, yes. Travis did it. He didn't get to wear that really because that was uh, unbelievable. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say for me, it was more the sponsors on, on some of the kits, uh, which really stand out, like I say, the Pizza Hut one. Um, and yeah, like even even sort of like your your Rangers and Celtic sharing a sponsor as well with Carlin and stuff like that in the past. So they're the sort of things that uh, stand out to me. Yeah. And uh, and James, any, any any in the noughties that you think? Oh, I wish we had that nowadays. Uh, from a United point of view, um, I see we we sort of peaked with things like Sharp and stuff like that in the sort of the nineties. I'd say noughties wise, uh, the, some of the Vodafone ones were were great. I. I See, I'm not a big fan of this season's home kit per se, and I think they have gone for that retro feel sort of uh, from way back. Um, you can't be the one. I mean, the one that Aaron's sporting at the moment, which is—is is that the 08 kit, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. I would say that was a great kit, and we had a great squad as well that year. I mean, prior to Tevez leaving, and obviously becoming a Judas uh, uh, snake, um, him, Ronaldo, Rooney. Um, obviously, you had your Carrick, still had gigs, skulls, and stuff like that. So that kit, I think, would be a, a nice one uh, to bring back. Excellent we stuff. Let's not forget Aaron Hargreaves also went to Man City. I don't know if it was that year or the year did, after. Did yeah, he, year after the people forget League. that. He yeah. never played. He never played a game for them. But, uh, obviously yeah. injured. So, so I, the, my favourite, obviously. You know, you, you mentioned sort of the um, Portugal and, and Holland. So that, that total 90 template for me is probably Nike's best ever template. I think every kit that had that was absolutely brilliant. The Brazil ones really stand out. The one, the ones that stood out the most were the ones that sort of had the different colour on the back with your name. So the Brazil had it with yep. yellow and green and blue and white. And Arsenal also had it with the red and white. They looked really good. The United ones were, were really nice. Well, I think I think I don't think there was one team that had that template that didn't look great in it, and I think 
you go back, obviously, say Brazil 2002, that template, obviously, United had it, Barcelona had it, all, all these teams. Um, I think templates during that period were actually quite good. Um, even sort of, um, I think it was Adidas with the team Geist, the one they had in the 2006 World Cup, if you think of uh, Zidane when he headbutted Matarazzi, um, that, that sort of template. I think Adidas were even looking to bring that out sometime this season. I think they're six big teams are all going to get a special edition um, team in that, in, in a kit in that template, apparently. So, uh, like you say, like, like you said, obviously, you know, the rehashing of it and, and the rebranding of these um, templates are coming out. Um, but no, there was, there was some really good kits. I think United sort of went from obviously Umbro to Nike and I was really excited about that and I thought it was going to be, going to be great. And I think they did have some kits, like I said, mentioned this one and the, the best one I think was the one before this one, which was the 06, 07 one, sort of the darker, darker red with the gold. Oh yeah, um, which we obviously won the the, the league with. So I, I really love that kit. I think that really stands out quite nice. So there were some really, really, really nice kits in the noise. I think they were they were more baggy. They weren't sort of the you know the more athletic sort of fit and stuff like that. You know, even the Puma ones weren't that tight as they are now, sort of thing. But yeah. Um, the noughties, the noughties were, were really great for kits. I, I kind of stick to sort of the Nike and Adidas, really. They were sort of two two brands I, I would go for. Umbro had some decent kits. I remember sort of uh, West Ham and teams like that, all similar templates again, but they kind of stood out in, in the way that they, they were designed. But yeah, for me, I think Nike sort of stood out for, as the the sort of supplier that, that had the best sort of ideas and originality for, for kits in that decade. Absolutely. I, I don't think Man United's kits were great during the noughties. I think mainly the 90s kits were uh, fucking amazing. But um, yeah, during the noughties, they're a bit disappointing for me. But we'll get on to that when we play uh, our <laughs> version of Kit Simons. Um, you, uh, James, you mentioned some of the sponsors we saw in the noughties as well. And Harry mentioned before we started recording that we had a massive technology boom in the noughties. You know, we're thinking games consoles and mobile phones. Obviously, Vodafone, Arsenal done pretty well getting Sega, then Dreamcast. Um, do, do you have any particular favourite sponsors that you think kind of go that's crazy or that works well was there any, any stand out you mentioned Pizza Hut James Aaron was there any for you you thought kind of stood out O2 with Arsenal of course yeah I mean the, the, the Sega and then Dreamcast on the away kit really worked really well uh, I liked a, uh, AIG for um, for United um, I think Chelsea did Chelsea have Samsung during that time during the yeah yeah, yeah. I think that looked well. That looked well on 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 the blue kit as well. And um, no, there's a, there's a few that work that works quite quite well, really. But I'm I'm more sort of I like sponsorless kits. I, I just prefer like you know a Barcelona. I hate that Barcelona have one now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just prefer it. Look, it looks so much cleaner. I mean, whenever I can buy a sort of sponsorless kit, I think I'll, I'd rather do that. To be honest with you, I think it just looks. Better. Do you know which one? Sorry, shouldn't work, but did work at least in my opinion. Newcastle's 0103 uh, NTL sponsor. Oh yeah, it was like it was like is it that one? It was purple, purple and green. And green. Yeah. yeah, and you think yeah. that shouldn't go, but if I think of a retro Newcastle kit, that sort of springs to mind a little bit. The same as obviously sort of the uh, Newcastle brown ale, but that's up there for me NTL, and and it shouldn't work. It shouldn't work because I think Rangers had it as well, but their template was white. And Celtic Rangers yeah. and both had it at the yeah. same time. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, that stood out. Yeah, definitely with the. The green and green and purple on a on a Newcastle kit. 
brilliant brilliant stuff so i imagine you don't really like south american shirts for all the sponsors they just prostitute out there <laughs> <big time, don't laughs> yeah. i absolutely love them I've, got I've, the I've, I've, actually, I've actually got a so i think it's like a brazilian third division team and i've, I've wore it once or twice so people think i've got a cycling jersey on because <laughs> <laughs> it's just covered in sort of sponsors so i don't i don't really wear that much anymore because i'm not yeah. a so fair enough. i've got a Really, I got a third kit from you know. I went to Ecuador when I was young. It was LDU Quito, the club that Antonio Valencia is now playing at. Ah, okay. And it, yeah, it's just caked in sponsors, and that team has won the Ecuadorian division like a hundred times. So they've got like loads of stars all over the badge. It's it kind of it's kind of horrific, but uh, yeah, in a good way. No, oh, yeah, you, you, you're not right. You're not wrong. Um, well, one thing, one. Sponsor, I do. Miss. I don't know if it stopped in the in the noise, but um, Ajax with the with the one down the it was on the vertical. Yeah, yeah. that that for it me was one of the, the greatest um, greatest sponsors ever for me. It just the the originality of it, have it not branded right across as, as most most are. Um, but yeah, that definitely stands out for me as one of the best for Ajax. Absolutely good stuff. And you guys obviously do a, you do a, you do a podcast all about kits. And what what is it about? What made you want want to do that? Um, obviously, we we love it because we do nostalgic content too. Yeah. But why why, why talking about kits? What what kind of got you into it? Do you want me to take it, James? Or? You take it with your little story. I can add to that. But you've got nice <laughs> little story for this. Well, I just think you know the the good thing about it is every single football fan, regardless of who you support, has a story about a kit. Whether it's your first kit you ever bought. You know, a kit that reminds you of one of my one of my favourite kits, for instance, is um, the black the black Umbro shirt from the nineties for Manchester United. Obviously, the famous Cantona Kung Fu kit. Yeah. It also, it, you know, it's got good memories and bad memories. Well, I can't say it's a good memory because he kicked a fan, but you know, it just kind of looked great in it. But then there's also, you know, the last day of the season when we lost the league playing to West Ham. Um, so you know, even even a, a, a story of a a kit with great memories, cross our bad memories, but you still hold it dear to your heart. So I think just every fan has such great memories, and you know it doesn't matter who we have on, what, what team support you. Know, there's no allegiances to to have any team over. You know we're happy to speak to United fans, Portsmouth fans, or we've got a Stockport fan uh, for some reason, a Stockport fan on the pod. But it's just you know kit, kits, no matter who it is, everyone's got a story about them. And I just think it's it's nice to hear those stories from from football fans. Yeah, I think it's. The other thing as well, we we were always obsessed, well, a healthy obsession, I would say, me and Aaron, with uh, squad numbers as well. So we would always discuss squad numbers, what what defenders should and shouldn't have. For example, you know, Milan Barrow should never be seen with a number five on the back of his shirt, etc. Um, and yeah, just I suppose the release of a new kit as a kid was just as exciting as a new signing in a lot of ways um, and trying to sort of understand... Um, or sort of get to the bottom of, you know, like, for example, I remember Aaron as a child would say to me that United had Umbro down the sleeve, but this was before sort of internet, if you well, not before internet, but in terms of being able to just click away on your phone and have yeah. a look at it. So in my head, I pictured the lettering of Umbro down the sort of down the sleeve as opposed to the actual logo itself. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this kit. And just the excitement of, you know, the anticipation of getting a new kit and, and seeing it and stuff like that. And like Aaron says, everyone's always got a story to tell with a kit. Uh, they remember their favourite player in a kit, or I can even look at, um, you know, uh, a kit from whichever team in the Premier League, pretty much, and I can picture a certain player wearing that kit. 
it's a it's a sort of a weird obsession that we've got with it, I guess. And it's nice to know that uh, other people do as well. So yeah, that's pretty much what it's about. Absolutely. Yeah. Just just on the numbers as well. And Scott, what did you think of uh, Clint Dempsey wearing number two? It's disgraceful. Shouldn't Sacrilege. <laughs> shouldn't happen. It, it just it shouldn't happen. Um, I'm, I'm, when I do get the time, I will do a Venn diagram of the the do's and don'ts in terms of Scott. <laughs> and where because there is there is an overlap of certain numbers for certain positions, but ultimately. I, we mentioned it actually uh, the other day. Um, I think Burnley did had a one to eleven the other week. Yeah, um, their full squad was one to eleven. It just just looks so easy on the eye. It just looks great, um, and it's a shame we don't see more of it. But even um, so, was it Buller who was at Chelsea wore nine and he was a defender? Oh yeah, no, is it William Gallas wore ten as well, didn't he? Yes, he wore what ten. A, what a twat! <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what you, that's what we should be saying to these players. Like, don't pick that number. I'd rather you have forty than ten. Well, the thing is, though, number three was available. Give someone else ten. Yeah, number he could have took number. Makes it even worse. And it's like, what, what are you playing at? So obviously, me and, me and James used to be obsessed with LMA two thousand and one, and we used to do this thing where we'd both be a team, and I think it was Rangers and Celtic. I can't remember which which was which. And I think David Beckham had come available, so we both bought him. But I was like waiting to accept his contract or accept his signing. So I could sell my number seven, so he'd come as number seven, because I didn't want him to be any other number. So I'd waited too long, and then James got him and signed <laughs> him just because I'd waited so long. And he, did he end up getting number twenty-three, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, bizarrely, when I randomised number, he got twenty-three, and this was way before his move. Because I think LMA it would just auto-generate random players to be like a free agent or out of contract. Yeah. So it was a race against time because it was a two-player game. It was a race against time to get David Beckham signed, basically. Mm. Uh, to play in the SPL, so I was Rangers, yeah, and uh, you were you were trying to do it, so your number seven had left. You could bring yeah. in him in as a number seven. I just signed him. He got number twenty three, which was before he ever selected that for Real Madrid. So it's quite interesting. Uh, that is uh, uh, but... very well, you predicted the future. Yeah, sticking with the noise. If you had to choose a league other than the Premier League, which had the best kids during that time period, for me, I think it was probably Italy. Serie A. What, what, what do you guys think? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. La Liga, possibly. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I sort of Real Madrid's kits through the through the noughties were quite good. Uh, I do like to sort of watch Real Batiste as well. I've got a soft spot for them, so they've got, they've had some nice kits uh, as well through that time period. So I would say La Liga and yeah, possibly Serie A for me. I'm trying to think of other kits off the top of my head, but yeah, even the Barcelona kits, as regimented as they are, the, the variation that they have through that time period as well, had some really nice kits as well. Yeah, I probably have to agree with uh, James on that one. I think, you know, in the the noughties, I think the league had some some really nice kits. I think, you know, Valencia um, had some nice kits. I think, I remember who they were with before Nike, um, but in that sort of 2000 final against Real Madrid, that, Bright orange, orange kit. You know, that's another team I sort of look out for now. I bought a few of their kits, um, a few Kappa ones, which I can't wear just due to the fact I'm not in peak physical condition. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Tight. Far too tight. But even though, you know, like say Real, uh, Real Betis always have nice kits, Atletico Madrid, uh, even Villarreal. Um, and like say, yeah, Real Madrid ones, even though like I say I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Real Madrid, not, not, don't really like them as a club. But, you know, you think of those, even the sort of, the, the fonts and the typefaces they had on the back of the shirts were 
really stood out. Obviously, the, the sort of army one they had um, and, and stuff like that made made them really stand out as kits. And the players at Warden, obviously, you know, we can talk about squad numbers and Sedan number five, but it didn't seem out of place for me. And it, it's something I, I didn't like, but, you know, it's kind of it kind of etched in your mind that he, he sort of won number five for Real Madrid. Um, but no, I th- I w- I'd probably go for the league as sort of the best kits other than the Premier League in the in the noughties. Good shout, good shout indeed. Yeah, some amazing kids back then as well. Um, okay, then finally, before we move on to our regular features, if you had a gun to your head and you were given the option to buy one last kit before you died, what kit are you buying? I've already got the um, 99 Champions League final uh, kit. So I would probably say uh, the blue one. I don't know if you can show it, Aaron, the one that you've got behind you. I'm not sure what. Oh, are we talking noughties specifically? Whatever kit you want. The one that's behind Aaron's. Sorry, Aaron, it'll be over your left shoulder, though. The 92 one? No, the one, the other side of you, Aaron. Sorry. No, behind the other side of you. Keep going. This one? Yes, yes. Uh, But what what year is that? So that's 92, is it? 92, 92. 92, Manuel, the way shit. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the blue. Yeah. It's a great kit. I love the, the 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 red sort of contrast on it with the the night stripes and obviously the sharp on there. So I think gun to my head, that's the one I'd go for. Good answer, good answer. And they've kind of uh, gone back to that style of uh, this year, so eighteen as well. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, they have. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Aaron, what we saying? Uh, I'm gonna I want to keep it naughty's, um, and I'll go for a kit that I've, I'd I'd love to have. From that decade, uh, you, men- you mentioned it earlier. Uh, I think a nine uh, two thousand and two Brazil home shirt with, but it have to it have to have the Ronaldo um, printing on the back of it. I think I've got a ninety and I've got a ninety eight uh, away Brazil shirt with Ronaldo on the back. So you know I'm almost there. Um, but no, yeah, for me, just that 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 World Cup final, scoring two goals against Germany, sort of the redemption, having that shirt. In uh, in decent condition, at least with Ronaldo on the back, he's definitely one that is uh, on my sort of bucket list. Would you go for the Ronaldo haircut as well, Aaron? Just the free. Uh, <laughs> if you want me to, James, anything for you. No. <laughs> got a funny story about that. My brother, um, around that time, we're both in primary school. He's a year younger than me. Um, he didn't want to cut his hair off, but he wanted to do something with his fringe for the first time. So he peroxided his fringe. He's got the same colour hair as me, but it went ginger. It looked fucking oh. atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like um, Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. But, yeah, it was just, it was fucking weird. There we go. But I think, um, yeah, th- thanks for that, guys. So, uh, what you guys are talking about <clears throat> as well, kits are a bit like language. They can transcend. You could be abroad on holiday wearing a Portsmouth top or Man United top or wherever you may be, the people around you might not speak English, but they will recognise the top, recognise the player on the oh, back, sure. and you can kind of get a decent dialogue. It's a bit like swearing or fighting, isn't it? Like People find it funny, and it's a, it's a way to break down and uh, speak to people from all over the world. So, uh, yeah. Funny, funny, story, funny story about that, just to, sorry to cut you off. Um, so, obviously, well, James don't be the lightest, but I kind of look out, I kind of support Brazil more than England, so I buy sort of Brazil shirts and that. So, when I go abroad, because I've got all his skin or whatever, I'll wear the Brazil shirt and I'll just have people shouting, Portuguese, Portuguese, all the way down, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere they can, thinking I'm Brazilian or whatever. And I'll just go, 
turn up with a mad cacks and go, nah, I'm from Manchester, mate. I don't want to Yeah. <laughs> either, either way, you're getting stabbed. Yeah. Happy days. Okay, so it's time to play a feature um, that we have basically stolen from your podcast um, <laughs> called uh, called Kit Simons. Um, I suppose, do you guys want to tell the listeners what, what this is about? Go on, James, you take this one. Yeah, so what it is, uh, we'll get a kit and we'll have a look at it and we'll sort of dissect it and break it down. Uh, kit Simons was selected because his name is Kit um, and it's just a case of uh, sort of out of five Kit Simons, what we would what we would give that, whether we like this shirt or not and why. I, I just do have a little, little bit of a bones pick, if you will. Uh, on your first episode, you're discussing why you named it Kit Simons and you talk about him being a uh, Fulham player and whatever else he played. And you forget that he played, he had more appearances in a Portsmouth kit than <laughs> in any other team. Oh, really? I apologize. Yeah. Started his career there. The next, the next, local time lads. next time we mention it, we'll mention Paul. <laughs> we were going to we get go. a Welsh soundbite sound for it as well and we realised he's not even actually Welsh. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that's that's the limit of our research, I guess. Ah, that's all good. <laughs> uh, okay, so... So me, me and Harry this week have uh, chosen a bunch of kits, but we're going to get James and Aaron to rate them for us. Um, so we're going to start with Harry's. I'm just going to warn you now. We'll do our best to describe him for audio purposes. I'll try and share my screen. Harry's gone a bit rogue. <laughs> As I tend to. Especially with the first one. So can you guys see that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. wow. Yes. So uh, for those, for Harry, Harry, I'll let you describe your shirts, Harry. So Harry, what's the first one? Uh, it's a Newport County kit from 2004, and uh, it's bright yellow, and it's got a goldy-looking chain around it because it is sponsored by the local band Goldy-looking chain. What else can you say? <laughs> it is great. It's a great kit. Great kit. So, funny story about this. So, James just mentioned then that we was going to get a soundbite uh, of someone, someone Welsh for Kit Simons. So, I actually work with a lad from around uh, near Newport, and he would actually be his local team. So obviously, when I first met him, we were speaking about football kits and stuff like that. Um, and I actually showed him this kit, and he was—I think he, he was close to almost buying one that was on classic football. <laughs> so I absolutely love this kit. So I've, everything about it—it's proper gaudy looking chain. Um, it's proper. Yeah, it, 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 it's of the time of the of the noughties for me. Definitely, Definitely. it is. Fits right in the noughties. You know what I mean? It's sort of bag, a baggyish kit. Um, but not too nighties where it look, it's sort of like you're wearing your dad's uh, kit <laughs> that they used to back then. So for me, it's yeah, it's, it's definitely got to have to be a, a five kit Simons for me. I absolutely love this kit, and I would wear it. I don't obviously, <laughs> I, I wouldn't really buy any other British team, um, maybe other than maybe Celtic. But for me, I, I'd I'd wear this 100. percent I love it. You know, you know what it is for me? I find it frustrating that they've got the chain on there. I get why the chain is on there. <laughs> and obviously, it's the Newport badge is the emblem. That's the whole point, James. Chain, <laughs> I get that. But the, without the chain, that is a really, really, really nice kit. Like a really good template. Yeah. So is it area, the, the the make of it? Yeah. And you've got like yeah. the, the black sort of um, neck and the black um, sort of sleeve finish, which I imagine will be like tight, quite a tight fit as well around the arm, which I really like on a kit. But... Without, I've without got to mark it down for that. It's a rascal of a kit. No. <laughs> I've got to mark what, it down for that. What are you giving I it? I can't. I'm going to say 
it's so frustrating actually. I've never seen that kit before. Um, I'm going to say four out of five kit Simons for me. Fair enough. I think Fair what enough. what I love about it is that it would have been, surely been a case of Newport not really been able to get a sponsor that season. So the guys in the band would have just uh, you know been fans, and I'm sure we just were like, well, we'll do it. But if we're doing it, you've got to put a chain on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. You know, they started the, the trend, you know, sort of um, Ed Sheeran and Jake Bug really paling into different significance to these guys. This is uh, sure. definitely the best for me. Without the chain on there, it is a Wolverhampton Wanderer shirt, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, for those for the benefit of those listening, we will put all the pictures on, on Twitter and we'll probably release this bit as a YouTube clip as well. Um, okay, Harry, your next shirt. If I can get it up. All right, yeah. So, again, it's just classic. I just, this season, uh, you know, I just, the whole season, I thought it was a beautiful kit. I mean, obviously, they did some wonderful things in it. Um, it's obviously the Arsenal kit from 2005, 2006. It's gone back to that maroon colour. Uh, it's pretty much plain other than that and in a gold sponsor. Yeah, it's a nice kit. Was this a home kit? Was it a- yeah. A yeah, it was, for, it was their home kit for the season. But just because uh, their original colour was this maroon so he just sort of went back to it for the okay yeah yes yeah, nice kit I, I remember Arsenal being big rivals this time around though so I've got to mark it down just on yeah. that basis but in terms of a kit a badge central what's the thought on the badge being central guys for me it's got well, the crest has got me over the heart just for sentimental purposes if, yeah, if the club means that much to you that's what I think anyway. um, the Nike being quite high up on the collar is a nice touch um, O2 is a great sponsor for Arsenal and <sighs> You think in production of that, you think that's taken away a lot from this shirt. It's quite a large sponsor, but it does actually work quite well. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half kit Simons for me on this one. Okay, yeah. So, like you were saying, obviously it was the last season at Hyrule on it, and that's obviously why they've they've gone back to to the maroon. Uh, it's obviously like I was talking earlier, my favourite night template. So it's a total ninety. Um, so again. Lo- love the, the the layout of the kit. I actually like it central. I like the night where it is. Obviously, like James said, it has to get marked down because it's Arsenal and it's, it's a time <laughs> they were our, our biggest rivals. Um, also, obviously, you know, James was saying earlier that you look at a kit and, and you instantly think of a player. Obviously, I see that. I don't see anyone else but Thierry on me, really. And it was obviously when he was possibly the best player in the Premier League, tearing defences apart. And yeah, um, a great kit. And. Yeah, I probably I'll probably go towards a four out of five kit Simons for me. Definitely. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair Moving enough. on. It's next one, Harry. Uh, so it's a Boca Junior. It's a way shirt, and it's a. I just it's just to me it's just sort of like uh, iconic sort of grey, blue, yellow, and just I don't know something about that Pepsi sponsor just works for me as well. Uh, again, you're not going to enjoy the fact of Badger Central, <laughs> James, but uh, I don't know. It's just something about this kit from 2002. It's just this is iconic to me for, for, for this side. So I don't, I don't, the, the main colour is grey. The Boca Juniors, I associate them being blue, then yellow. I don't oh, really sure. like the grey. Yeah, it is. I didn't, I don't, I don't believe it was a home kit, I believe it was a away kit. But, um, I don't know, it's just something, I just picture, like, if I think of Boca Juniors as a shirt, I picture, I don't know why. But that's why it's right there. All right. Yeah, boys, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I, I like, I like, I like you. I like Boca Juniors. Obviously, I've got one. Their 2000 2001 shirt, uh, myself. Um, yeah, like you, Oliver, I'm not, I like the grey 
it isn't for me. He's not only the only great kit that works is Manchester United. Um, obviously, that's the only one that we have, we only need to talk about. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, uh, like I said, Harry, obviously the the Pepsi works really well. It does does stand out. It does you know, it's it's rare that a lot of the time that sponsors add to a kit, and I think in this case it, it really does. And yeah, I like the the Nike and the badge being central. Um, no, it's a, it's a nice kit. If it was offered one, I'd, I'd wear one. If, I wouldn't buy one per se. The home shirt is really nice on this template. Uh, I, w- I was looking randomly. I was looking through the Boca Juniors kits before, um, just because I couldn't remember exactly the year that that mine's from. Obviously, I, I saw this one, but the home version of this is, is really nice. And if you'd give me that, I probably would give it a four out four point five. Um, but for this one, it'd probably be a three, just because I'm not that keen on the on the grey, unfortunately. Fair enough, and James. Yeah, you've got the blue down sort of the ribs and sort of the underarm of the sleeves there. Um, again, the badge is central, like you say. Uh, the Nike, I like where the Nike uh, logo is on that. And the Pepsi does pop, doesn't it, with sort of the yellow background on the on the blue. I'm going to say three out of five kit signs for me for that one. No worries. Moving on. Harry, I don't get this one whatsoever. I really, really don't like it. It's it's so random, isn't it? Um, so, as a, again, this is more because I was at school when this uh, came out and was just obsessed with the idea of it. Um, it's not St. George's Cross. I forget what the, what, the what saying shirt? is called. What, what, what shirt is it? Uh, it's, oh, yeah, sorry. It is Inter Milan away 2007-2008. Um, I've gone for it just because it's bold and I just wanted to know your opinion, really. I'm not even sure I like it. But as a kid, I was obsessed with the idea of this kit. <laughs> but essentially, it's uh, it looks like St. George's flag um, straight down the middle of the kit. But it's, it is actually the saint of... Uh, like the patron saint of Milan, uh, I think it's like Saint Agnes or something. I can't actually remember the, the the saint. But what more can you say? It's just literally a cross down the middle, and then we've had to make the sponsor really small yeah. and put it under but the badge. Surely, Inter Inter Milan is classic blue, blue and black, black stripes. Yeah. Pirelli across the chest or across your belly. Uh, usually, I hate any white shirt with a red stripe on it. Believe me, but. <laughs> <laughs> But this just, I don't know, this was just, as a kid, it was one of those ones I was like, I need it. And even as an adult, I'm like, I probably would never wear that. But I'd love to have it hanging yeah. up. Yeah, I don't, if, if someone didn't know what football was, you think you're like one of the founding members of the EDL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just so bizarre. Uh, uh, over to the experts, uh, James and Aaron, what do you reckon? Please be on my side. <laughs> yeah, Um it's a, it's a strange one for me. Um, I genuinely thought, obviously, because I know a lot of um, uh, Italian and Spanish clubs, obviously, some of them were sort of created by sort of Englishmen, weren't they? You know, you see the Barcelona. Yeah, sure. I think, is it is it AC then that were sort of created by some Englishmen as well? I know there's, there's a big Italian team. Um, so Juventus, I, I, isn't it? Juventus, could, yeah, that's, that could be it's it. Yeah. Not Notts County kit. Oh, yeah, given, given the Notts County kit, weren't they, yeah. So I, I I thought that was Saint George when it's with you, but it's not. It, obviously, it comes from like you said, the Saint of of Milan. Um, it's weird that where they put the Pirelli. Um, I don't know if James will love that even more just due to the fact it's got them both on the heart as he likes to have a badge. There. <laughs> <laughs> he might be really overjoyed with that. Um, it's not the greatest kit. It's at least it's not one with a snake on it because that's the worst away kit I think they've ever had. I've only done that again this season. As well as 2010, um, yeah. it, I mean, it stands out. It, it it's okay. I'll probably stick to three on that one. 
I would say. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. It's definitely not a it's definitely a love or hate sort of thing. And even, as I say, like I'm not even sure I really like it, but it was just that I don't know, I think as a kid when you uh it's one of the first kits that had, I realised had like a real story behind it and that just sort of like grabbed me. Um yeah, so for me, I don't like it. The Pirelli should be across the stomach as you mentioned earlier on. Um it's, there's no point having it there, it's so small, it's insignificant <laughs> now. Um the rest of the template's quite nice, but that cross it's awful. I'm, I'm going to give it a one kit Simons out of five. <laughs> wow. Wonderful. Wow. It's a terrible kit for me. It doesn't, it's not into Milan. If you think of Inter Milan, you don't think of this kit, I'm, I'm afraid. No. And uh, yeah, it doesn't score high for me. Yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, I think this is near the final one. Uh, Harry, so, it's uh, the Portsmouth shirt from 0304 with the yes, teeny, teeny beanie babies. It is the uh, debut shirt of the Premier League for Portsmouth Football Club. Uh, it has the, uh, as you say, it's got the Beanie Baby logo on the front in the centre. So it's just a giant love heart. <laughs> um, it's made by the Portsmouth Football like shop because we could not even get a kit manufacturer to even oh, want wow. to make us a shirt. Um, it's by no means a great shirt, but for me, it's, it's what I picture. Yukubu, Sheringham in, in that first season in the Premier League where everyone had us to go down and We'd uh, just about stayed, survived, but we did well enough that, you know, we were there for like eight years uh, or whatever it ended up being. Um, yeah, it's just nostalgia, complete nostalgia the, for me. It's the love heart in the middle that just just doesn't look right. Oh, that's <laughs> what makes it so good for you, right? Like, you talk about wearing your heart on your sleeve, like, we had it on our chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got, uh, Aaron, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, straight away, as soon as I saw it, it obviously took me back to uh, Portsmouth coming up into the Premier League. And it's, you know, it stands out. Uh, I didn't know that about the, the manufacturer of the kit. I knew it was something that wasn't sort of recognised, but I didn't know it was because they failed to get anyone to sort of supply the kit for them. But, you know, yeah. you, you, have, you hear stories of certain teams doing that in house. Um, but no, I like it, really. Like, I like the fact it, it's kind of like the sort of, the Nike template from around that time. I think you think of the United one. It was a lot. It was quite similar. But I think the sort of where the white bits are near the sort of neck. I think the arrow, the points went out the other way for the United one. But it's very similar. Um, was Lim- Limboy Primus playing for you at this time? Yeah. I was going to say Limboy Primus for that one. That's who I think of straight away. Uh, I didn't yeah. Have to, but yeah, obviously Sheringham. Obviously when uh, when you came up. Um, I like I like this kit. I, I, you know, I, I would never say I would say I support Portsmouth, but kind of have a little soft spot for him. I think you know what when they came up to the Premier League, you know, winning the FA Cup, such a such a great story. It's just a shame, you know, you you are where you are now, and you know if you ever get the chance to come back up, it, I, I'd I'd I very much welcome you. Over a lot of teams that are in the Premier League, who kind of known as sort of staples of of the league, um, you definitely add something to it. You know, it's a tricky place to go. I remember. Rio letting the ball bounce under his sort of foot, and when we played there, and you beat us, um, some great memories of playing you, you know, you know, sort of thing. So, yeah, it's a great kit. I actually like the sponsor. I think it stands out. Adds something a little bit against the blue, um, with the white as well, and white and red. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Very good. Yeah, four point five out of five for me. That one. Wow. Wow. Well, and uh, James, um, you've got to mark it down for the sponsor, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> He's definitely got to do it for that. But uh, no, the kit's quite nice, quite straightforward. Um, Club Crest is where it should be. Um, it is a nice kit overall. Um, I'm going to say, 
I'm going to give it three and a half kit, Simons. Again, the sponsor just takes away from it, but it, it is a nice kit. And yeah, Linvoy Primus was one that jumped out to me as well, Aaron, when I, when I saw this kit. I uh, don't know why, but I can just picture him in it as well. But yeah. Can I just say as well, the Portsmouth badge is probably up there as one of the best in not only British football, but I think in football in general. I think it's absolutely yeah. the best. I really like it. Yeah, I love it. That it's like unique. When we switched in like a 2008 or nine to like a shield, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, I love, it has to have the three points, otherwise, yeah. it's not a Portsmouth. No, nah, I love it. Great kill. Sub, sub there. Uh, and I think this might be your final. Oh, this oh, one, I'll some more. Okay, so this one again, I'm not even sure I like it, but to me, it just it's awful. It en- encapsulates what the team is. So it's a PSG <laughs> away kit from 2006, and it's made to look like a Louis Vuitton bag, isn't it? Let's be honest. But um, I, I don't. I, to be honest, I think it's pretty awful. But it's kind of it's kind of um, Belgian chocolate covered with a kind yeah. of cr- cream badge and cream I've, trim. I don't really like brown on a football top. Full stop. But I think if you're going to do it and and you're go- you're going to make a statement, at least go out there and you know try and encapsulate it with a city and if it being Paris and it being the home of fashion. It's like the only thing is somewhat makes it work. And again, it's just one of those kids like I need to hear someone's opinion on it because what the fuck is so this? This is this was um this was before they got all the money. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So James, what do you reckon? Uh the Fly Emirates across it is quite it's quite a nice sponsor to be honest, quite clean. Um I'm not a fan of V-neck as well on shirts, I'll I'll be honest as well. Um if you have a V-neck, it's got to have a collar. That's just again just one of my weird uh, feelings on it. Um, it's not a terrible. I mean, it's quite a straightforward kit, isn't it? It's got it's got the slight sort of pattern to it, um, but the V neck it's not great. The colours awful as well. I don't know if the colours got any sort of historical reference for PSG. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> shit. Say... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say two and a half kit silence out of five. For no. oh, okay, Aaron, okay. mate. You know what? I'm, I'm I'm so amazed that you managed to find a positive and, and actually say something nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this before, and I, after seeing it, PSG should be folded. That is the worst, <laughs> worst shirt I've ever seen in my entire life. And that, got that's even worse than that green Liverpool kit with a black and white stripe. That's one of my worst kits of all time. This this is now this is now my worst kit of all time. <laughs> I've I've never scored probably lower than a one on Kit Simons. I'm, I'm about to go into the minus. This is a, wow. At least a minus three. This is. I feel sound like I'm hamming it up, but it's, it's the, possibly the worst kit I've ever seen. <laughs> the, the, set, the, the, the part where the, the badge and the logos are, it looks like a grid. It looks like this big silver grid you get. <laughs> it does, yeah. I don't like a drain cover. What, yeah, what it's meant to be. It's terrible. It, it looks like a, it looks like a poor version of the Arsenal kit we saw earlier. Yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like for people at Nike that year, we're just like, all right, how, how are we going to uh, encapsulate this is Paris? And they're like, wow, Paris means fashion, so let's try and make it look like a handbag. That's all they've done here. Mm. I'm not I'm not a fan of people burning football shirts, even though I've seen <laughs> someone do it like in front of me when Tevez went to say, this needs to be burnt and never shown again. <laughs> Fair, I agree. I want to say mine is free. Yeah, please. Wow. Amazing. We've got one more, boy. We got, yeah, this all is right. the last one from Harry's. Yeah. So I've picked your favourite team, uh, Aaron, obviously, Real Madrid. <laughs> um, so obviously Madrid kits had some iconic in the kits in the noughties, like for uh, uh, Siemens and 
everything. Uh, this one, obviously, is a little bit different rather than black stripes. So I went for purple. Um, again, it's more of an interest to see what people thought. I actually owned this kit as a child. Uh, or not a child, but yeah, it's a teenager. Um, obviously, Real, Mean and Royal, they've gone for the royal colour of purple. Uh, they only they only do it every so often. This is the first time I remember them doing it. So I thought I'd chuck it in there. This is so this is earlier on when I was talking about the sort of between sort of 2006, 2007 after the, the 2006 World Cup. So the Adidas team team geist um pro um sort of template. This is the one the one I was obviously talking about. And I think the kits around this time were really good. I actually like I say I'm not a massive Real Madrid fan, but Real Madrid with white and purple is probably my favourite sort of colourway that they would go for. Uh it reminds me of sort of the kits of the, the 90s when sort of Raul started coming into the team and I think they were with Kelmay at the time, um, which is a really great um, sponsor or, or supplier. I really I really like their kit. So for this, this for me is probably one of my favourite Real Madrid kits if I was to ever, to ever pick one. Uh, reminds me of, I think, of Rude Van Nistelrooy straight away. Obviously, it was around the time that we sold him to Real Madrid. Um and yeah, I, I think it was, was it Sergio Ramos's first season or maybe second season as well? And he had the really sort of slick back yeah. hair. It kind of remind me of him as well. So no, I, I'm a fan of this kit. I like it for a Real Madrid kit. So I'd probably give it a, yeah, I have to mark it down for its rail. So I'm going to say 3.5. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, it's a nice kit. Fair nice, enough. And, nice template. And James? I like it. I really like it. It reminds me of Guti for some reason, but yeah, Van Nistelrooy he was 17 when he signed. He should, should have had a better number. But anyway, um, I like the kit. Uh, reminds me of that sort of era where they, they, they sort of had a conveyor belt of sort of star names at that time. Um, I like sort of the centralisation of the uh, Adidas sign on there. Um, the sponsor doesn't take too much away from the kit. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say three and a half out, out of five kit signings for me for that one. Very good. It reminds me of Rubinho, but just as he started to get a bit of shit. Because <laughs> no, he did wait. He went to Man City in 2008, didn't he? So, yeah. Yeah, it would be about the right time. He thought he was going to United. That's always a great oh, story. Still, well, it was, um, it was that in Chelsea, wasn't it? Because Chelsea started printing shirts in the yeah. club shop, and there's still a few yeah. of them about, I think. Um, so that's Harry's shirts. And we, of course, we will put them all up on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, so it's time for mine. Quickly rate mine, and then we'll get on to deal or no deal. Um, can you guys see that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Splendid. So this is the Away Valencia 2005. Um, it is got a badge in the centre. It was part of the Nike Total 90 series. Um, it's got the blue shoulders and the orange or kind of yellowy orange and red stripes sponsored by Toyota. And for me, it just, it's kind of batshit crazy, but it kind of works. Um, yeah, if I, I'm just curious to know if the back of the shirt was a square or a circle, you know, for the number to be in, inserted. Uh, I always think that can take away from a shirt. I'd like the colours though, uh, for this. Um, the blue blue sleeves are very nice on it. Um, I quite like Valencia as well. They've, they've probably got stronger away kits, but I like this one. I'm gonna say four out of five kit Simons for me. Fair enough, no worries. And uh, and Aaron, what do you reckon? Yeah, obviously my favourite Nike template, so get scored high straight away. Um, I I really love Valencia kits when it's the red and red and yellow stripes as well. So you picked an absolute winner here for me. Toyota is nicely placed. 
<clears throat> we've obviously made space for the for the sponsor to go as well. So yeah, I own a few Valencia kits. So this is a great one. I'd I'd love to I'd love to own own, own this shirt. Um, I'm I'm guessing was it around the sort of would David Vera been there or David Silver at least maybe have been there during this time. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely brilliant kit. Absolutely love it. Um, I know I've already given a five, but I think this is going to have to be a five as well. I think it, it's, I absolutely love it. It stands out. You know, you, you, you're not going to get missed when you're wearing this if you're walking around uh, the street. So, yeah, five five out of five for me. Brilliant kit. Love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. And this one, a bit controversial. Ooh. I guess it's the Manchester United centenary kit, which I had as a kid. So it's the third kit, which is reversible with the away kit. So it's either white and black or gold with black trim. Uh, Vodafone Umbro kit as well. This is more nostalgia for me. I just liked having a gold kit because I also had the Total 90 gold and white boots, Nike boots that came out around at the same time. As Manchester United fans, I think this was the only decent kit we had in the noughties. I have a feeling you're going to disagree with me. Uh Aaron, start with you, mate. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I had this as well. Um, so, you picked the wrong side for me. No, I really did like it um, as the concepts and stuff like that. I have to mark it down for two reasons. Um, one being the more you washed it, the more that the badge went green. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, no, it did. Yeah, really annoyed me. Also, as well, so around this time, um, playing football all the time, if you if you sweated a lot or got soaked in this kit, it added ten pounds to you, and you couldn't, couldn't run because it was double sided. It became yeah. so heavy that you just couldn't run in it, so it used to slow you down. But other than that, it, it's an it's a nice kit. Gold kits aren't really for me. I don't think they've done that well. I can't think of any that really stand out other than this one for me, really. So. Um, no, I do like it. Vodafone were a great sort of sponsor for United. I think a lot of the Vodafone Umbro kits were quite nice. So, other than it being turning green and it being sort of really, really heavy when wet, um, I'll give it a four. Yeah, why not? Nostalgia. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a four out of five. And James. Yeah, again, it's not. It's not my favourite in terms of sort of away kits, etc. Reversible. I, I do remember that kit quite well as a kid, and yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, there's no way the players' ones were reversible, but um, as a concept, I like the idea of it. Um, the gold side of it, I did. I think I preferred the white side of it, but it's more so than the gold. Um, Umbro was great uh, for United uh, in the noughties. Uh, I do like the sort of the black lines on it as well. Um, for me, I will give this. I'm going to give this four out of five again. Fair enough. You prefer the uh, normal white side to it. Fair enough. Yeah. And can I just say as well, do you remember when England did something simu- similar with an away kit and it was reversible? Yeah. The other side was a blue, it was a blue t-shirt, but it looked like something you get out of Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got that shirt still. Yeah. So they, they tried it. It didn't work as well as this one, obviously. Being too, it's too it's crossed, didn't it? So it's just a very bland sort of... Uh... That's, it. That's where uh, Inter Milan got their uh, inspiration from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Very much. Here we go. This is my favourite one of the lot. Um, it's uh, Palmer 2002-03, I believe. Um, describing it for listeners, it's kind of 
um, blue and white hoops, but the white hoops kind of got an orange, uh, yellow fade on it. Uh, it's got yellow and black trim, and the shoulders and the ribs are blue as well. And the sponsor is Champion, who nowadays are very hipster and quite current and trendy. Back then, I'm not too sure. Um, but the Palmer badge is also pretty good, but it's in the centre. Um, but I haven't got this shirt, and it's probably number one on my hit list to, get, to buy. I, I really like this shirt, even, even though the badge is central. I quite like that. Um, loving the collar on there, very nice. Um, and I, I like the, I do like the outline sort of uh, with the with the yellow fade that you mentioned because it sort of makes that blue pop in the middle of the, in the middle of the shirt. This is the first five for me today. Uh, I'm going to give that five out of five. Really like it. Nice. Yeah, I don't think there's anything anything bad I can say about this shirt. It just it screams nostalgia. First of all, uh, Palmer, pa- Palmer kicks all the way through the nineties and noise. They're just beautiful. Like honestly, they were they were just so nice. Champion, I don't. The thing is, it's funny thing is, I don't remember them being the supplier and also the sponsor. So that's brilliant and it works. It works really well. Even a little dash of red works well on that kit. And the, obviously the champion. Logo being on the sleeves, um, really, really nice. Um, yeah, I, I, one thing I, I recently learned was I always thought that the this kit or this this type of kit that they had was always the home shirt, and in fact, it's obviously the away. The white shirt with a black sort of cross is the the home shirt. So all four through my childhood, I assumed these were, were the home shirts. So no. Great Palmer kits can't really go wrong. To be honest with you, um, they're even great today. The everyone ones really nice. Um, so yeah, I'm probably gonna give it. I've never given this many fives in my life doing kits, <laughs> but I'm gonna have to give it a five. Probably even five point five if I'm allowed to go over. Wow. Yeah, it, it's um, it's definitely a bucket list uh, kit. I can see why it's one that that, that you're chasing. But yeah, it, it's 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 an absolute beauty. Fair enough. And the last one before we move on to the quizzes is another Italian shirt. It's the Fiorentina uh, 01 shirt, um, the classic Fiorentina kind of uh, violet, purpley blue colour. Uh, Toyota in the middle. It's got plenty of white and kind of red trim. The badge, again, is classic. It's got the kind of Italian mod circle over the A in the classic Toyota sponsor as well. It, it's Gabriel Battistuta on the back, probably. Um, <laughs> just a, it's up there with Palmer's shirt for me. It just looks like a, it's got the nice collar with the red, white and blue trim as well. It just, um, yeah, it reeks of nostalgia for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love this shirt. Uh, Mizuno as well. I, I read a little thing from Mizuno. I love Mizuno boots. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a great round, all-round kit. I love the fact You've gone for the long sleeve one as well. Uh, I know long sleeves are sort of making a comeback now. You know, by the sort of period of short sleeves with base layers all the time, which is okay. But you know, get back to some long sleeves. Um, yeah, overall, absolutely brilliant. You know, I think one of the sort of two sponsors you think of when you think of Fiorentina or Toyota and Nintendo. Um, probably would possibly prefer Nintendo, but the Toyota ones were great kits as well. So, yeah, I think you know you think of. Fiorentina, you think of um, Batistuta and um, Rui Costa and stuff like that. But yeah, absolute uh, beautiful kit. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe I'm doing it again, but it's going to be after a five. You picked some absolute world. Wow. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pick of the bunch for me out of the ones that everyone's shown so far. Um, that's the best one today. It's I'll, take that. I'll take that. Uh, 
the Mizuno, we need more Mizuno in football, certainly European football. We need more of those kits. Uh, again, like Aaron said, the long sleeve um, with sort of the, um, it's just yeah, everything about that kit is great. It's like you say, it does it does scream Batistuta as well. Um, but no, it's, it's a it's a really nice kit. So it's going to be the a five for me. But that's the best one we've seen today. So I think uh, I'll, t- I'll be able to sleep well tonight with uh, some of those, some, <laughs> of those, some of that feedback. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, of course, uh, King of the Long Sleeve was of course. Dimitar Berbatov. Um, I think we can all agree on that. But it's time now for our first quiz of the episode. Uh, regular listeners and fans will know it's, it's deal or no deal. Uh, first time listeners, this is quite simple. It's a transfer quiz game from the Naughties, which we get our guests to play every week. It's a true or false. So it's deal for true and no deal for false. Um, Aaron, you've got five transfers to try and get correctly. No pressure, but no one has got lower than five out of five before. Um, but, we, will you know, ruin. we will ruin that, but there we go. It's okay. <laughs> it's all Manchester United players for both of you. Um, so, Aaron, if you don't mind going first. No, not at all. Not at all. Here we go. Roy Carroll, a man who's still playing today and is heavily in debt, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did he move from Wigan Athletic to Manchester United for 2.5 million deal or no deal did he come from Wigan oh you got me on the first one eh? I can't believe it oh um, I gen- genuinely don't know where he came from I'm going to have to say deal correct oh thank god well done you got the first one out of the way not totally embarrass yourself. I know. Can't say I, yeah, I didn't know that either, to be fair. Uh, number two, Nemanja Vidic. Quality Nautilus player from Manchester United. But did he move to Manchester United from Spartak Moscow for £7 million? Deal or no deal? I know, I know the values, right? So at least that's one thing. But I know that doesn't mean anything. Um, oh, where did he come from? I know he came from... It sounds right, but I don't know whether it was another another team, Spartak. I'm going to go deal. Correct again, two for two. No pressure, James. Now for a niche Argentine left-back in the form of Gabriel Hines. Did he move from Manchester United to Paris Saint-Germain? For eight million pounds, deal or no deal? So, did he move to P- United from PSG or from PSG to which way did you say that? From, from United to PSG. That's that's no deal. Correct. What club did he go to? From United, he went to Real Madrid. I believe. Correct. Yeah. Bonus point. Failed transfer to Liverpool. That he tried to push through. Right, failed. Uh, number four, uh, a fellow Robbie Savage Hall of Famer, Eric Jemba Jemba. <laughs> Did he move from Manchester United to West Ham for £1.5 million? Deal or no deal? I think that's a no deal. Correct again. He went to Aston Villa. I knew, and, I knew it was uh, yeah. To be fair, to get 1.5 million for him, that's uh, 
How we managed to go. Yeah, we had them over there, didn't we? <laughs> so for five out of five, and to continue the trend, did Diego Forlan, who I once blocked in a parking lot outside Old Trafford, true story, <laughs> did he move from Manchester United, Manchester United even, to Atletico Madrid for £2.9 million? Pounds? Deal or no deal? See, yeah. I know we played for him, but I think for some reason I think he went to Villarreal first. So I'm going to say yeah, that's a no deal. Correct, and he did go to Villarreal. Yes. Oh, for, for, the, for the small fee of uh, two point nine million as well, apparently. <laughs> See, we can't sell players. That's that's United's problem. <laughs> well, he went for nearly as much as Eric Jember Jemba. Yeah. <laughs> what does that tell you? There we go. So well done. Five out of five. Very impressive. Uh, James, uh, sorry for, to meet you go second. Oh, that's um, all right. And if I'm honest, they're probably a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even think about it. I think I meant to mix them up. <laughs> because the first one starts with Raymond van der Gaal. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did he move from Manchester United to West Ham on a free deal or no deal? So I was hoping it was going to be the other way around. It'd be a Dutch club and I could say we'd probably sign him from. Um, let's go deal. Correct. Oh, yeah, good start. Um, second one might be slightly easier. Did Dwight York go from Manchester United to Sunderland for £2.6 million. Pounds. Deal or no deal? I'm going to say... Uh, oh, I'm doubting myself now. I'm going to say no deal because I think there was a few clubs in between. You'd be correct. He joined Blackburn Rovers to, uh, with fellow strike partner Andy Cole, both there yeah. at the same time. Great manager, I believe. Yes, and uh, a bit of a weird one now. Um, David May the least hard-working man in football, some have called him. Did he move from Manchester United to Burnley on a free? Deal or no deal? I'm going to say deal on that one. Correct. Again, three out of three. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We've had some quality people on this part, haven't we? <laughs> Two more to go, though. Um, Giuseppe Rossi. Manchester United to Real Madrid for £6.6 million. Pounds. Deal or no deal? There's no way that happened. I'm going to say no deal on that one. Correct again. He went to Villarreal. We like selling strikers there, don't we? We certainly do. Um, last, to get five out of five and to uh, not buck the trend of doing <laughs> everything right so far for our guests, Gabriel Obertan. Did he move from Bordeaux to Manchester United for three million pounds? Deal or no deal? I was hoping you'd ask me the other way because I think I know he went to Newcastle United. I'm going to say, where did we sign him from? I'm going to say deal. Correct. Yeah. Oh, five out of five. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Happy days. Uh, 
Seriously impressed. Seriously impressed. It was a not difficult. When I put when I looked at Roy Carroll, the Manu Village, Hines, Limited with four line, I thought they're quite memeable players. And then when I saw Raymond van der Gaal, I thought, oh no, he's got no chance. So uh, fair play, James. I think you got the harder, harder ones out of the bunch there. Uh, Remember the name, Wayne Rooney. Um, but it's now time for my favourite part of the week, and I have to look at these stickers every week and try not to open them. It's what's in your panini. Um, this is where I've purchased some retro noughties Premier League stickers from the 07-08 season. We get our guests to open a pack each and we rank them out of 10 to go on our What's in Your Panini leaderboard. Um, I'm still top with nine, um, thanks to a certain Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Harry's still bottom on 4.7, thanks to Aaron Lennon. Um, <laughs> but it's it's now over to uh, Aaron and James from Talking Kit to choose their very own What's in Your Panini. Um, so let's go with James first. Choose a number between one and ten, please. I will go with six, please. One, two, three, four, five, six. It looks good. It feels good. There we go. So I'm now, for the benefit of the listeners at home, going to open the sealed packet into the microphone. Listen for the rip. There we go. Takes us back. Juicing. Take, takes me back. It smells of Nokia 3210s and Bebo. <laughs> There we go. Got the sealed. There we go. Nicely opened. It's a little bit stuck. We've not had a shiny yet. That could be probably the only thing to knock me off. But here we go. Are you ready, James? Yeah. Here we go. Your first sticker from 15 years ago is. Ooh, not a bad one. Everton striker Andy Johnson. Oh, okay. Is that right? It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Not, it's okay. Andy Johnson. <laughs> Not bad. It'd be better if he was in the Palace kit, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Had an England cap, I believe. <laughs> well, I didn't even know this player played for this club. Your next one is, I think you might remember him more fondly for winning the league with Chelsea, but he's playing for Newcastle here. It is Jeremy. Oh, okay. Remember that, yeah. There we go. He's, apparently, he was captain. I don't remember being captain of Newcastle. No wonder they got relegated. Jesus. Right. <laughs> there we go. Your next player is... Wow, I forgot about this guy. West Ham defender, Lucas Neal. <laughs> oh, okay. Aussie, yeah. You've not had any standout players yet, but they've been consistently no. good. Like, I had Ronaldo and then Craig Gordon. Like, it was pretty a, up, and, up and down. Team out of this as well. Yeah. Yeah, consistent so far. Very consistent. It's a good West Ham kit with the XL on the front as well. There we go. Your next card is... Oh, we've had this player before. It's our first duplicate. It's Birmingham City's Raphael Schmidt. <laughs> there we go. Everyone's favourite. There's a player I wanted to get twice. It was definitely that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, wow, don't remember this guy. So, Sunderland player, Daryl Murphy. Any recollection, Chance? I remember him, yeah. I remember yeah. Is he as shit as his haircut suggests? <laughs> we played for Quite Sunderland, so yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, the last one is a double sticker. Um, and it is... is it got... <laughs> no, not yet, no. Um, it is a player, I think it's Ryan Taylor from Middlesbrough and Paul Robinson, the Tottenham goalkeeper. Okay. And that concludes your pack. Let's go through the players again and Harry... 
help me rank it out of 10. So he started with Andy Johnson, which isn't bad, had a good Premier League career during his time, uh, but maybe probably more fondly remembered in the Championship with uh, Crystal Palace. Jeremy, of course, won the league with uh, Chelsea. Do not remember him at Newcastle whatsoever. Uh, Raphael Schmidt, who we've had before and we don't remember. Uh, Daryl Murphy, Sunderland player, who probably got relegated twice. Um, Lucas Neal, a uh, very good player back in the day, West Ham. And you had Ryan Taylor from Middlesbrough and the goalkeeper, Paul Robinson. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, James. It's not looking great. <laughs> it's not, is it? Not the best, is it? Harry, what are you thinking? I'll just have a look at who I had again to get 4.7. Uh, so I had two kits. That didn't help me, did it? I had a Bolton strip oh. and a Fulham strip. But I had Lennon, Sabisky, Hunt, Doyle. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it could be around there, couldn't it? <laughs> Last think- week, 5.5 was... What did he have? He had... Wait... Yeah, Gareth Bale and Carlos Bocanegra. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's got to be less. It's got to be less than Jed, isn't it? There's no, there's no Bale. It's true. It's true. There's no standout player apart from Glenn. If Glenn Johnson's your, no, not Glenn Johnson. If Andy Johnson's your standout player, it's not going to be yeah. great. Yeah. I'd say it's got to be around near me, hasn't it? I don't want to be the one to break the bad news, but I think. Um, Oh, I don't know. It's got a lot of lower league, a lot of lower league players there. You know what I mean? I think um, maybe, maybe, maybe four point four. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll take that because it lifts me off bottom. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry, James. You've got a four point four. All right. It That's was not right. a good pack. It's not a good pack. That, it puts you bottom of the table. It goes sometimes, isn't it? It's just the way it goes. You can thank Andy Johnson for that. There we go. If he was in a palace kit, it might be a different story. Uh, anyway, Aaron, over to you, mate. Number between one and ten. Um, I'm going to have to go for my lucky number and go for number seven, please. That's what I did, and I ended up bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can get it worse than James, surely. You never know. You never know. It would be, yeah. It's funny if, uh, I think it, if you get, I don't know who you can pack to go top, really. It has to be a shiny. Anyway, for the benefit of the listeners, here's the seal of approval. There we go. So, yeah, once again, the pack is open. Time to reveal all your stickers and all their glory. All right, Aaron, are you ready? I am. Bring it on. So, if nothing else, you're looking to beat James here, just for a bit of rivalry. Both got five out of five, a deal or no deal. So, your first (laughs) sticker is another player I've not heard of. It's Birmingham City Johnson, and he's captain. Can't remember which Johnson it is. Can't even tell you. No, there we are. If you know, let us know. Let us know on Twitter, Birmingham City fans. Um, but not a good start. No, no, it can only get better. Come on, can only get better. And you're right. It's a personal favourite of mine, just because he's playing for pretty much every single club in London. Uh, this particular time, he was at Liverpool. It's Yossi Ben Ayun. <laughs> ah, the Israeli internet. Very nice. Yeah. Not bad. It got a little bit better on that one. <laughs> it got a little bit better. Yeah. Oh dear, this is funny. Funny. He played. He played for Arsenal, Chelsea, and West Ham as well. He went everywhere, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anywhere, anywhere hasn't been. Another. Oh, 
tell you what, we got a Premier multiple Premier League winner with two clubs. No, one club even. It's uh, it was at one time probably one of the best uh, fullbacks in the league. It's uh, Bakary Sagna. Oh, okay. Yeah. Terrible hair. Absolutely terrible, terrible hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> Knocks the score down a bit there with that one. But oh, was he a right back who wore number three? Yeah. So again, that's the score. Might down for that. <laughs> it, uh, it's one trophy, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, Harry, he's going to love this man. And I think this is, this is going to score highly because we both love this man. Um, again, didn't win much, but is a cult. Is, is a cult hero. He supports of playing. The year they won the FA Cup, this pack. It's Pedro Mendes. Oh, what, what a legend! <clears throat> Great, single-handedly cool. saved us. Oh yeah, a little bone to pick with you, Harry, about your last episode as well, because you said. Um, about Pedro Mendes when he scored the goal that never was for Spurs. You mentioned it was Van der Sar, but it was actually Roy Carroll that was in there. Oh, was it Roy Carroll? Oh, yeah. Of course it was. I'm, I've, <laughs> when we did Roy Carroll into the um, Robbie Har- Savage Hall of Fame, I spoke about that. How did I forget? <laughs> All right, there we go. That just uh, corrections just corner. To, just to prove that, I definitely listened to the episode, boys. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is an interesting one. I didn't realise he was still at Arsenal in this time. It's... Uh, Brazilian World Cup winner Gilberto Silva. Silva. Oh, that's a great one. Come on. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's the pick of the bunch, potentially. Pick of the bunch, potentially. And lastly, ah, here we go. Uh, you've got a double. It's Matthew Upson for West Ham and Frank Crodrew for Birmingham City. <laughs> Brilliant. I actually forgot he played for Birmingham. I always associate him with uh, Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah, me too. Part of that great Middlesbrough side. Uh, so let's go to the players once again. Yossi Ben Ayoun scores pretty highly for me. You had some Birmingham City guy called Johnson who no one's heard of. Damien Cap- Johnson. Damien Johnson. He was Damien. captain there. Oh, wow. Um, Bakary. You've got a lot of Arsenal players. Bakary Sagnan, who yeah. obviously he was won the league, done quite good things um, until he went to Man City. Um, Pedro Mendes, just a cult legend. And Gilberto Silva um, as well, World Cup winner. Won many trophies with Arsenal. And Matthew Upson and Frank Rodrew. Oh, that's a that's a. I mean, it's a good pack, Harry. What, oh. what do you reckon? Uh, it's bit, it, well. It's definitely uh, better than Jed from last week. So it's got to be better than five point five, hasn't it? I think it's it's it hasn't got a standout player. It hasn't got like a Ronaldo or a Gareth Bale, but it's got a good bunch of players in there who've won a lot and uh, achieved a lot. I think it's touching. And seven. it's got Damian Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's touching seven, I think. Yeah, let's go. Seven point zero. Yeah, let's go for it. There we go. Seven point zero. Well done, Aaron. Told you. Uh, my lucky number. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And you, and you, you get seven as well. Fair play. <laughs> wow, what are the chances? Um, but yeah, that concludes the episode. So uh, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. You can find us at Twitter at Team Your Lives or uh, on Instagram Team Your Lives. Dot podcast. Our thanks once again to talking us through the noughties for their favourite kits. It's Aaron and James from Talking Kits. Uh, where can they find you guys? Yeah, uh, guys. Obviously, thanks for having us on. Uh, you know, as you know, we, we want you on our on Talking Kit, so we can't wait for you guys to come over and uh, get involved in an episode of Talking Kit. I think it'll be uh, great fun. But yeah, we pretty much live anywhere that has social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. TikTok, much to James's dislike. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's all, luckily it's all the same. No one wanted this uh, silly name that we have. So at Talking Kit, uh, you'll find us pretty much everywhere. And yeah, just uh, get involved and let's talk some kit together. Absolutely. Highly recommend it, chaps. So yeah, once again, thanks for coming on and look forward to uh, joining you guys when we're free next. Uh, and to those listening, uh, yeah, get in touch. Thanks again and we'll see you next time. Team. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.